Hello and a very warm welcome to you, my dear listener. This is the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Glad that you are tuned in. To start off the show is Lydia Aching. We will be talking about connection points on family life. Then later on, Ian Muse will join us in the Bible segment with the topic Experiencing Spiritual Growth. But first, let's get the song There Is a New Name by Mangu Voice of Hope. Stay tuned. There is a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white robe came to sing the story. As he has come on, there is a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. I was once a sinner, but I came. Pardon to receive from my Lord. This was simply given, and I found that my name was written down. There is a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white robe came to sing the story. As in us come on, there's a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. I was humbly kneeling at the cross. Fearing not but God's angry frown When the heavens opened And I saw That my name was written down There's a new name Written down in glory Yes, it's mine Oh, yes, it's mine And the white robe Then don't sing the story I see us come home. There's a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven, never more to roam. In the book it's written, saved by grace. Oh, what joy that came to my soul With my sins forgiven And I know That by His grace I'm made all There's a new name Written down in glory Yes, it's mine Oh, yes, it's mine And the white robed angels in the story as in us come there's a new name written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. 
with my sins forgiven, I am bound from heaven, never more to roam. Jina lime, andi kwa mbinguni, nilangu, kweli langu. Na maraika uimba hivi, potevu waruri. Jina lime, andi kwa mbinguni, nilangu, kweli langu. Nimekombole wana uzima, nileo. Welcome back dear listener that was there is a new name by Mangu Voice of Hope you're listening to the new life program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi this is Adventist World Radio the voice of hope coming up is Lydia Acheng with more on connection points stay tuned and be on the know Dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter Lydia Acheng. Today we'll talk about connection points. Why is it that so many of us think our marriages can go humming along in the everyday kind of sweetness that we had before we married when we aren't doing anything intentional at this point in our lives together to maintain that sweetness? Before marriage, couples make the time to be together. We sure did. If we didn't, we wouldn't have wanted to get married, and you probably wouldn't have wanted to marry either. And yet, for many married couples, the same relationship priority gets shoved aside after saying "I do," which essentially means "I won't" when it comes to putting intentional effort into growing their love for each other. It's a sad state of affairs when we take better care of our cars and houses than we do our marriages. We change the oil, fill the tank, check the tires, and periodically tune up our cars. We change light bulbs, wash windows, paint walls, and plug toilets, and re-roof our houses. But what do we do to maintain our marriage? The truth is, more damage is done than repairs are made. How important is your marriage? Is it more important to you than your car or your home? Are you willing to put in the time and energy and whatever else it takes to prove to your partner how valuable the relationship truly is to you? It comes down to deciding what's most important and what you can shift around or eliminate to maintain those priorities. If you want a good marriage, you'll put the time into it that is needed. Don't forget your first love. Make the time to connect with each other. Change one less light bulb or leave a meeting a little earlier. Cut back on one less important thing to put the time in for someone who should be shown that they are more important. Sometimes couples complain that their time is limited because they are so busy. The good news is that you don't need to spend enormous amounts of time together to breed closeness and connection. Regular brief get-togethers work too. Small changes in your schedule can make a huge difference. And whatever you do, don't leave rendezvousing up to chance. You need to plan and schedule dates together. Write this date in your day timer the same way you would a business appointment. Marriage is serious business. 
There are times when Steve and I are running around like chickens with their heads cut off. That might not be a pleasant illustration to envision, but it gets the point across that life can get chaotic. But even in that chaos, we are committed to each other and we make time, at least some time to find little connection points to affirm and connect with each other. We then kiss and go off on our separate ways, but at that point we're more centered in our commitment to each other and to our marriage. Steve is always close in my heart and my loyalty to him is stronger than ever because of these connection points and he feels the same way. If we are not feeling as connected, then we ask the Lord to help us find ways to do so, and it's amazing how the Lord shows us ways to reconnect and restore what the enemy of our faith wants to steal from us. A strong marital bond with Christ in the middle. You can do the same. Some of you have long-distance marriage relationships and others occupy the same home, but you're going through a busy season where you barely see each other. For those of you that can, we urge you to find ways to change the distance between you so it doesn't take as much effort to keep your marriage alive and vital. But for those of you who can't, we hope you'll make the time to talk with your spouse in partnership looking for connection points. points of time in which you can secure the bond you have together most husbands and wives will not always get to spend the amount of time with each other that they would like to but every couple can be intentional about taking the time each day to make special connections with one another couples can use on a regular basis to restore the strength and intimacy of their marriage using the following establish a set time every day to talk just to check in with no discussion of money children or chores create a greeting ritual that marks the moment and has meaning for the two of you if you've stopped going to bed together regularly start again leave an affectionate note for your spouse that has no practical purpose start dating again go out on a spontaneous date or plan one right now spend more quiet time together without the television on or other social media interrupting your time together move the television out of your bedroom notice something you like about your spouse and share it take one small step tomorrow toward the marriage you'd like to have this time next year whether you've been married for many years or you just recently said i do this connection rituals can help your marriage stay fresh intimate and at the top of your priority list It's an investment that will make the excitement of being married remain long after your wedding day. And lastly, here's another connection pointer that we use most evenings whenever we've been away from one another for a period of time. We ask each other the following questions. Did anything positive or exciting happen to you today? Did anything sad or disappointing happen today? What did God show you new today? We hope they help you to grow closer to one another in your marriage as you communicate and spend time together. These questions sure have helped us, and this is our prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. This material is provided by Marriage Missions International. Until next time, God bless you.
for those of you who are just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Or email us at awr at eku adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song. You are listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Don't change the channel. Yesu ninda kuitaji uwe kwangu nuru wafanana kama nyota inayo Leo Yesu njo kwangu uniangazie uwe na misifu zote milele Ah umbe ilikuwa na mitela ukinilinda Yesu wangu siogopi kitu wapona mi Bwana sina zaidi yako wewe rafiki wa ajabu uwe na misiku zote milele Ah umbe ilikuwa na mitela ukinilinda Yesu Siogopi kitu wapona mi Mwana Sina zaidi Yako ewe rafiki wa ajabu Uwe na misiku zote milele My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Ian Mose for the Bible segment. His message is Experiencing Spiritual Growth. Be blessed. Greetings, dear listener. Welcome to our study today and feel at the feet of Jesus. The topic of our study is experiencing spiritual maturity. I am your presenter, Ian Muse. Science tells us that most growth in children takes place during sleep. They grow the most when they are thinking about it the least. The secret of experiencing spiritual rest is contained in all of the most encouraging promises Christ ever spoke. He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Matthew 11, verse 28 to 29. Our souls can find rest only as we come to Jesus and place our trust in him. When we learn to trust God in all situations, we experience a blessed peace that no psychologist can simulate. In contrast, consider the wicked, 
but the wicked are like the troubled sea. When it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt? There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Isaiah chapter 57 verse 20 to 21 The wicked have no rest or peace. This is because great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Psalms chapter 119 verse 165 A person who loves God's laws will naturally obey it, and the result is great peace. The wicked have no peace because they are breaking God's law. It is apparently clear from scripture that there can be no rest in disobedience. If we are willfully breaking one of God's commandments or refusing to follow in his leading in any area, we will never have peace. In the New Testament, Paul tells us that God has a sign of this spiritual rest, a sign of our trust in him. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 to 4 says, For which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. The rest to which God is referring, which is only for we which have believed or trusted in him, is clearly the Sabbath rest. God rested the seventh day after completing the work of creation. Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 Exodus chapter 20 verse 8 to 11 We mark this day on our calendars at the time between sunset Friday and sunset Saturday. Now notice verse 9 of the same passage. There remaineth therefore a rest. Marginal references translate this word as keeping of a Sabbath to the people of God. During the past four years, our family has been living and conducting evangelistic seminars in the country of Ukraine. Since the country was once part of the vast Soviet Empire, nearly all Ukrainians understand Russian. We passed out Russian Bibles in each seminar to those who were faithful in attendance. In the Russian Bible, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9 reads thus, There remains therefore a keeping of Sabbath for the people of God. For the believer, the Sabbath remains. Paul makes it crystal clear in the New Testament that the Sabbath hasn't changed. God didn't change it. The apostles didn't change it. And Paul didn't change it. The Sabbath still remains as a sign of rest not only physically, but also spiritually. Thousand Christians today are lying dead or dying along the route to the celestial city, their spiritual energies wasted because they have willfully refused to enter into God's rest, embodied in the Sabbath. Prayer is the breath of the soul. It is the secret of spiritual power. Neglect the exercise of prayer or engage in prayer spasmodically. Now and then, as seems convenient and you lose your hold on God. The spiritual faculties lose their vitality, the religious experience lacks health and vigor. Gospel Workers, paper 254 and 255. 
the scriptures tell us that Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Luke chapter 18 verse 1 During some of my prophecy seminars in Eastern Europe, I have seen individuals faint during the meeting simply because there was not enough oxygen to sustain so many people crowded in one room. If you are to hold your breath long enough, you too will pass out. The same goes for your spiritual experience. Neglect to pray and you risk spiritual fainting or even death. The good news is that in prayer, we can ask God to help us fulfill each one of these three conditions. The following exercise program was prescribed by Jesus for his followers. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Go is an action verb as well as a command. Jesus went on to state, Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We are not called to be the judge, neither are we called to be the prosecuting or defense attorneys. Instead, God has called us to be witnesses. In a court setting, witnesses simply tell what they have seen and heard. For Christians, that means telling others about our experiences with Jesus. The first missionaries sent out personally by Jesus were two men who had been dwelling in filth among the tombs of the eastern shores of Galilee. Before encountering Jesus, they had been controlled by a legion of demons. Matthew chapter 8 verse 28 to 34. After the Savior delivered them from a living death, these two men wanted more than anything else just to accompany Jesus. How be it Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. Mark chapter 5 verse 19. Had either of those men attended a prophecy seminar? Had they been through a Bible study course? What then did they have to share? They had a testimony of deliverance, the power of Christ to rescue humans from the lowest depths of hell. Obsessed now with a burning desire to tell others of the blessed Savior, they went out as missionaries to witness for the Master. Has Jesus done anything for you? If so, then you are a key witness for your Savior. You have a testimony that no other person can share. Believe it or not, witnessing is probably the most important of the five steps. Spiritual exercise is what triggers your spiritual appetite. It will make you hungry for the Word and thirsty for more of that living water, the Holy Spirit's presence and power in your life. Exercise also enables you to sleep better. Your spiritual rest, trust in God, will be more sweet, more secure, more refreshing. Spiritual exercise will cause you to breathe deeply too. You will have a richer, deeper prayer experience. In a nutshell, witnessing is what keeps you spiritually healthy. Your spiritual muscles will grow strong through exercise. 
Just as athletes are known to have bigger hearts because of rigorous workouts, so you will become large-hearted through continuous spiritual activity. There you have it, five simple steps to becoming a spiritual giant. We must take them ourselves every day. God is not going to send an angel from heaven each morning to read the Bible to you, pray for you, or do any of those other steps for the matter. These things we must do in cooperation with God, and by so doing, we will become little in our own eyes, but great in the eyes of the Lord. Ask the Lord just now to help you take these five simple steps each day and become a spiritual giant for Him. Amen. Thank you, listener, for your time. I was your presenter, Ian Muse. God bless you. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Email us at awrnairobi at until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly. Yesu ninda kuitaji uwe kwangu nuru wafanana kama nyota inayo Leo Yesu njo kwangu uniangazie uwe na misiku zote milele Ah, umbe aili kuwa na mitela ukini ulinda Yesu wangu siyo gopi kitu wakona mi Mwana Sina zaidi yako wewe rafiki wa ajabu Uwe na misiku zote milele Ah, umbe aili kuwa na mitela ukini ulinda Yesu wangu Sio gopi kitu wapona mi Mwana Sina zaidi yako wewe rafiki wa ajabu Uwe na misiku zote milele Jeni nini kitani tenga na rafiki mwema Ni ugonjwa diki yao ni uzuni Leo Yesu nimeahidi kukufuata daima uwe na misiku zote milele Jeni nini kitani tenga na rafiki mwema ni ugonjwa diki au ni uzuni Leo Yesu nimeahidi kukufuata daima Uwe na misiku zote milele 
Mbe alilikuwa na mitela ukilinda Sio dopi kichua kona mi Sina zaidi yako ewe rafiki wa ajabu Uwe na misi kuzote milele